0: This, this, this is is is. Fight disciples. Welcome to podcast episode two hundred and seventy-eight. We are the Fight Disciples. This is dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts, mainly the UFC, but we will talk about other franchises uh, as well. Uh, we're available all over social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter at the. Fight Disciples on Instagram, and we're on a YouTube channel as well. Just search out Fight Disciples. Our website is fightdisciples.com. I think I've said Fight Disciples enough in the opening uh, gambit of this particular podcast for you to now realize who we actually are. Uh, And I just want to put a little apology out there. Well, I'm not going to put the apology out there. My partner in crime is going to put the apology out there uh, for the lack of uh, UFC mixed martial arts content last week off the back of UFC Prague. Uh, because he was ill, otherwise incapacitated. He had a bit of a cold and therefore he couldn't come and do the show, could you?
1: I was on fucking death's door.
0: So you keep telling me, right? I know that your family own a clinic. All I know that you've done is gone into that clinic, sat Swallowed on the bed. <laughs> sat, no, sat on the beds, took a few pictures. Look at me, I'm in hospital. You work in a fucking hospital <laughs> nine, you know what I mean? Nine hours a day on a Wednesday. You're in there, lad. <laughs> you've mocked it up, Mate, I was photoshopped it.
1: Rough as toast, you know absolutely Mm. rough as toast. I was gutted because I was supposed to be going to UFC Prague the week before, and then I was feeling a bit ropey, and then, as we know, an opportunity come up, and I was like, you know what? I want to go to Eubank versus the Gale instead. Fuck going to Prague. I'm so glad I made that call, because I'd have flown out to Prague probably on the Wednesday or the Thursday, and by Thursday night, I was absolutely fucked, completely bedridden, couldn't swallow, couldn't do anything, never mind talk. Mm. And to be stuck in the middle of Prague around that Prague event would have been absolutely devastating. So much well, as you know, I couldn't even make it down to London, never mind fucking Prague.
0: So Couldn't make it to my house. Dodge the bullet. An hour it. away. Yeah, dodge the
1: fucking bullet, I'm um, telling
0: you. One development um since we haven't done the show has uh has been the information that has been passed on to your wife. And I'm delighted that it has been passed on to her because um, we, there is a secret disciple in Tony Pete that's Nick's dad he listens to the show on a regular basis and he does like to snitch on his son and pass that information yeah. over to his wife mainly because on this show if you would listen to it on a regular basis we do like to uh, slag our wives off we like to slag everybody <laughs> off basically <laughs> Uh, But uh, because they don't listen to it, we feel that it is a comfortable place for us just to come and and and, unload. Yeah, just unload the lot, you know. Uh, But Tony Pete, the little snitch, has decided to uh, jump on board and uh, go back to Mrs. Pete and say, uh, "Well, yeah, he's he's been relaying the information that is supposed to be just within the Fight Disciples family, Uh, and this all is about uh, Nick." come into my house on Mondays for a shit. That's basically <laughs> what he's been doing. Um, as I've told this story on a couple of occasions on previous podcasts where Nick, uh, pre-podcast recording at Catterall Towers, will nip upstairs, open all the windows. It was- yeah, he says, I'm just going for a burst. He's not going for a burst. I go upstairs and all fucking windows are open. I've got <laughs> bloody central eating on. He's costing me a fortune. He's gone up there. He's opened all the windows. He's done a massive log. Um, sometimes leaves it in there for a little bit of a growl and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Anyway, Tony Pete has told uh, your wife, yeah. and she is disgusted with your behavior, that you're coming, mainly, not to my house, but basically to my wife's house.
1: Yeah, she wasn't last she never mentioned your name. No. She was just more upset that... I was uh, you're doing a log in. defacing Katie's <laughs> bathroom. So uh, I was under strict instructions this morning, antibiotics or not, that I had to take two shits before I left the house yeah. to make sure me, uh, my bodily functions were well clean.
0: I love that. Do you know like when you're, you're taking the kids to school or you're taking them out of the house, right? You always check, don't you? Have you been to the toilet? Have you had a wee? Have you done this? Have you done that? And you send the kids back upstairs and they're shouting at you going, I don't even need Get upstairs, have a wee, because I'm not taking you to the bog whilst we're out in public. I could just imagine your wife at the bottom of the stairs this morning. Have you had a poo? Have you had your... Get upstairs and have you put... Squeeze as much as you can out, right? Because you're not going in his house today.
1: So, yeah, your house is uh, no longer going to be defiled by my bowels. I
0: would also like to uh, just raise the point, um, since that we've not been together for two weeks, that I've received quite a lot of correspondence regarding people that were backing you up with the amount of poos that they're doing Mm -hmm. on the day by a day basis,
1: normal male healthy men, who are over Ma- the male age healthy of men, Ma- male healthy men, yeah, that are over the age of twelve yeah shit three times a day they don't mate just because you're they fucking don't. little pretty boy
0: you need to go and get yourself checked out mate don't you, be you, ridiculous too you need loose. to get your check you need to get checked out you've, you've obviously been bummed in Amsterdam at some point haven't you you've just al- been to Amsterdam yeah exactly and look at me I'm still strong as an ox <laughs> still keeping it in that rectum's not fucking twitching for nobody is it <laughs> the amount of abuse that One your bum is weird listen the amount of abuse your bum's been taking over the, over the years mate you're a little bit too loose down there you need to go and get yourself sorted
1: that's what you need to be doing it's just perfectly natural as as the fight disciples who came on us on social media have just the, the shite disciples, that's what the I'm calling disciples, them. Yeah yeah, 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 three times a day for an average human male, yeah, is perfectly fine. Hmm. In fact,
0: it's perfectly healthy. Hmm.
1: The fact that you're going once a day, like a little girl,
0: sometimes not once a day, Maybe sometimes. Holding it in. That's weird. Why'd yeah. you hold it in for? Yeah, but think but of Why'd the... you hold in your shit? I don't hold it in. It's just it's a fucking, It needs to evacuate. Yeah, but it's you're just taking there. all the nutrients out. Let it out. Let it go. Yeah, but it's not there. Let it go. Right now, I'm not thinking I need a poo, right? But when I do need a poo, I'd say something. The release is amazing. It's like a proper, proper bomb. If I have it a wank. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I only do That's that weird. once every two so days. <laughs> so basically, you're. Ta- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> Jesus. In
1: Basically fact, you're tantric pooing. pooing. In fact, I'm Jew. <laughs> <you're>, oh God.
0: <laughs> what both at <of> once? Yeah. <laughs> Poo and have a wank at the same no, time. No, I mean I saw that's that's Jordan Gill skill that <laughs> is kid. Pooing and wanking at the same time would be amazing, mate. Wow. I mean. Yeah, but my rectum seizes up when I'm having a wank, so I can't get the shit out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's cause you're not milking the prostate at the same time, you see. <laughs>
0: Should be going both ways. If you've uh, never tuned into uh, the multi-award-winning fight disciples before, this is kind of how we like to just warm up, get ourselves, uh, get us in the mood for a little bit of a fight chat. This is how we get down. Talking uh, about pooing. yeah. Uh, UFC two three five at the weekend. Um, there's loads to talk about. I'm going straight in with Johnny Walker. Do you know what?
1: Before we get into it, I was fucking. This was the biggest. Like last week, there wasn't a. You know, obviously Jordan Gill just mentioned them sensational British boxing wise but there wasn't a lot going on. So the preview show wasn't that gutted that I missed it, but I was gutted we missed talking about this show before it even happened because there was so much going on, and no shit. Well, nice. Let's move the theme on, shall we? No way of a lie. I was gonna say Johnny Walker's gonna steal the show here. Johnny Walker's gonna steal the show. Mm. My goodness, did he steal the show? He was absolutely sensational. Everything about this kid oozes superstar everything about him. We talk about it all the time, about people being natural inside the ring or inside the octagon, living for that moment. Connor, Connor has it, you know, he's, he's great outside, he does all this, but when he gets in the octagon, he's so relaxed, he's so calm, he's in this happy place. And Johnny Walker, like, he literally looks like he's just walked off the streets, walked straight into the fucking octagon. What, there's millions of people watching all around the world? What, is it, I'm fighting a guy high, ranked higher than me. What, people expecting me to do something mad and explosive? doesn't give a fuck just does he just gets in there explodes does it the, m- the moment means nothing and that's why this kid needs fast tracking to a title shot man he's fucking unbelievable mm. unbelievable talent <laughs>
0: let's talk about the 36 seconds that he was in the octagon man shit he he, he, he fan 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 boom get that stitched <laughs>
1: Do you know what I mean? Get that stitched. His right one. across the jaw. Flying knee.
0: Six for fucking nine or whatever he is. Mate, he did more damage in the celebration. He's dislocated <laughs> his shoulder, the fucking idiot. <laughs> he dislocated his shoulder. That was funny celebrating. As fuck. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot.
1: Why what that just a weird t- salute and yeah. then let yourself fall. Like belly splash. Yeah. Face face funny as fuck. But he's a superstar, man. He's an absolute superstar. A dis- Everything about him a bit disappointed with the lap
0: dance this week. Um, for those that saw his previous fight, the lap dance was on point when he was getting the old vass on the eyebrows. Yeah. But this week, it was just a little twinge. You just give him a touch, didn't just he? Just give him a little yeah. bit
1: of a hip swiggle. Yeah,
0: you give him a little bit. You know what I mean? If I'd have paid 10 quid for that, then I'd have It'd been be a little bit disappointed. Him. Yeah, because the first one, fucking hell, they were gyrating. I
1: know, but the flying knee fucking paid it all off, didn't they? Yeah, fair play. Where, where does this... What you do with this kid now, then? How would you match him? Where would you put him? Fuck me. Would you go straight with
0: John Jones? No. Would you go with the kid who won last week in Prague, Santos? Yeah. Well, to be fair, Santos has got to be John Jones ready for John Jones, and he's got to be the. I think Santos is ahead of Walker. Just yeah. What I would do, whatever you're doing with Jones next, whoever he's fighting next, yeah. Walker has to be the come in. Yeah. And then you're kind of basically saying, if he comes out here and he puts on another show, he's fighting John Jones next.
1: So basically, you're saying
0: he's got a John Jones has got to fight Tiago Santos next. I would, I would think so. Yeah, I would think that Tiago Santos, with the d- destruction that he's on at this moment in time, he's just not giving a fuck about anybody, is it? And who else is there? Everybody else is getting starched, mate. Where, w- where is the other light heavyweight that can go and fight John Jones now?
1: Yeah. True. It's got to be you know it's got to be Santos hasn't it next.
0: I would say so. So Thiago Santos who's really a middleweight but he's up at light like heavyweight. Well, maybe he's a light heavyweight that shouldn't have been at middleweight. I don't know. But he's absolutely banging everybody out. Legitimately yeah. banging he everybody out. He
1: smoked Jan Blachevich last Mate, week, it was Mate, it
0: was unbelievable. And that was wow. the fight where we were sat the week before going, oh, this could be a bit tasty, this. Yeah, because we were like, Jan Blachevich could course. just
1: fucking just, just negate him and just and just stale him out like we yeah. did with uh, Jimmy Manoa." But he smoked him. Oh, he absolutely smoked him, yeah.
0: So you would think that he's the next in line for a John mm-hmm. John shot. And then I would put... Johnny, John, Johnny Walker on that on the card as a core man and just go right son you put in a smoke show now you're, you're going to be fighting for the belt next no question about it he's that good there's yeah. no point in fucking about him no let's get him in there yeah
1: as I say I, I just think on paper of course his is, is inexperience would suggest that, you know it's a little bit Nganu style too soon but the difference Mate, it's just is. Mate, he's just smoked a
0: dude that that's he's right higher
1: than him. In 36 seconds. Uh, it's the manner of the performances that he's doing it, you know? If 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 and Ghanu fucking taking um the demolition man off his feet with that fucking big uppercut, claims him a world title mm-hmm. fight. Then Johnny Walker doing this, back to back, by the way, back to back finishes. He's gotta be right in the
0: mix as well. And I just Mate, that he's had three performance of the night bonuses. Back to back, yeah. Mm-hmm. What more what more's he got to do? Who else is doing that in the light heavies? Yeah. John Jones, he's murking them all. You've, yep. got, you've got to get him... He's got to find an opponent from somewhere, hasn't he? And jo- Johnny Walker's the one, and obviously, Tiago Santos. They're the two that are just absolutely screaming. I think Santos, just because he's been on it, that, this run a little bit longer, he deserves his well, shot. Well, Santos
1: has been around a bit longer, and he had the middleweight one first, yeah, and yeah, whatever
0: else. But So he probably does deserve a first. But
1: the, it's funny. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the... Um, of the flyweight division before it, you know, before it became obsolete, in the fact that I, I kind of want to see John Jones move up now to heavyweight to fight DC because do we want to see John Jones fight Santos you know, Santos? Of course, Tiago Santos. Do we want to see him fight Johnny Walker? Of course, just because did they bring anything different than Anthony Swift brings to the Octagon in terms of challenging John Jones technically, ability-wise? No, maybe he got a bit more flair, maybe he got a bit more momentum, whatever. Maybe a bit in Johnny Walker's case, a bit more fearless, but technically. Did they, either of them stand a chance against John Jones? I don't believe so. But if John Jones was to move up to heavyweight now and chase the DC fight and chase the fucking legacy fights. Walker against Santos. Oh, Johnny Walker against Thiago Santos. That, my friend, that, my friend, is a wank fest in terms of being a UFC fan. Mm. What a fucking fight. Those two guys would just throw the
0: fuck down. It'd be crazy. Maybe if John Jones... He on, ain't stepping up. He ain't stepping up. Jones ain't stepping up. He's got to. He won't do. He's got to. He won't do. He won't do. He's, he'll just keep ticking. This is the thing I've got about John Jones at this moment in time. And we'll let, all right, then. Since we're talking about him, let's get on to him. Yeah. Because I'm a bit upset with him. I think he's coasting. Me too. I think he should, in a fight like that at the weekend, yeah. he should be looking for the finish. One one, A person that I'm a massive fan of in the world of boxing is Terence Crawford. Terence Crawford has all the skills in the world yeah. to just mug you off for 12 rounds. And to be fair, he does do sometimes, but he will always, look always look for the finish. It might not come. It might not come, but he's always looking for it. He's always trying to pressure, especially at the back end of the fight, because he has he believes that he's the best on the planet. And with that comes a reputation. That reputation is that these guys are so beneath me, I'm going to finish every single one of them. Nobody's going to last the full distance with me. You know, I think, and I think John's the weekend, watching him at the weekend, I was thinking, right, when you put putting your foot down. And there was moments where he was he was just about to go, and then he stopped. And I'm thinking, mm. which kind of led then to mean losing interest in the fight, because it was quite obvious that he was tenderizing meat for 25 minutes. Yeah. He needed, for me, I think he missed an opportunity to make a statement at the weekend.
1: Yeah, I think he showed Anthony Smith an awful lot of respect when he had the fight pretty much in the bank. And uh, that surprised me because, you know, you talk about there about finishers and guys wanting to finish right to the end. That is fucking John Jones. You know, yeah, he's at in, in recent years, alongside all his bullshit that's gone on in his life, he's he's had issues, but prior to prior to like Glover Tashira, you know, prior to maybe Alexander Gustafson, which, you know, take nothing away, they both tried to finish each other. Chelsea, Vita Belfort, Rashad Evans, Machida, qu- fucking Rampage, Shogun. He finished all these fucking guys. He smoked all these all these fucking former world champions. He was the finisher. He is that guy. He is the greatest natural mixed martial artist the sport's ever seen. But against Anthony Smith, I don't know whether it was times where he seemed to get bored. He, I think at times he was finding it a little bit easy. And that's not the way John Jones used to fight. John Jones used to just be a fucking savage. His John Jones' whole thing would be, I'll beat you at your game. That's what he loves doing more than anything else. Beating guys at their own game. Mm. I think, I think you're right. As There was times in the Anthony Smith fight where they thought, come on, John. Show us then. Show the world. Yeah, yeah. Show the world what we all know. You're the best that's ever done this sport. You're the best that was ever done it. Aside from the fact that you've got all kinds riddling through your fucking blood, aside from the fact that pictogram this, pictogram that, you're the said head. We get it. We know that. You know you're a bad guy. Perform like a bad guy. Be ruthless. Take Anthony Smith's head and stick it on a spike. And that's why, you know... Th- the fucking the knee or whatever it was, the the the, the, the potential disqualification moment. That's John Jones. Mm. That's the John Jones I love. Yeah, yeah, a fucking
0: ruthless motherfucker that doesn't give a fuck. well, I, I, in that moment, I feel for everybody at this moment in in mixed martial arts regarding these grounded opponents getting these to various parts of the body because the rules are different between every single fucking state. For example, if they have that fight in California, which is where John Jones had his last fight, it's all right, yeah. the fight continues, but Nevada, that's an illegal move. Why can't we just go right, lads? Enough's enough because it's confusing. Herb Dean was absolutely mint absolutely nailed hey. it. what? Oh, for this fight, sorry, yeah. yeah, for this he was in charge of this fight.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, I thought you meant his performance on the night.
0: No, he, he got this particular moment right, yeah, because um it was intentional. And it, and it hurt his opponent. So, mm-hmm. therefore, it's a two-point uh, deduction, yeah. right? Um, and obviously, knowing, being aware, oh, hang on a minute, I'm in Nevada, that's an illegal move, being bang on with it, you know what I mean? Because it must be difficult for him, because he's in different states every single mm-hmm. uh, every single weekend. So, therefore, he's, he's operating with different rules. I thought he got that particular moment absolutely bang on. And fair play to Anthony Smith. I know he's going to come out of it with a lot of credit. He could have taken the disqualification <laughs> victory, but nobody, the thing is, so many people were, you know, Giving him the big up, but it would have been the same type of people that had been slagging him off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it had taken the disqualification Quite a lot of people class, you
1: were p- p- like Anthony Smith's just missed the opportunity there. You nah. could have had like, the belt lifted above his Paper champ. It's like who cares? It'd have been a straight rematch, and he'd have lost. Hmm. So, all credit to Anthony Smith for. No, you know what? It wasn't a legal move. Yeah, I am here. But regarding am I rules, able to continue? Yeah. Yes, I am able to. But continue.
0: regarding the rules thing, they need a fucking blanket now, don't they? Because yeah. it's getting confusing. Because I'm so stupid. Because I saw it and I went, "Is there wrong with that?" And then I remember hang on, what's the rules in Nevada? So I'm on fucking line, checking it, going, yeah, yeah. oh, it's not California. Man. It's, they're just
1: making it hard, aren't they? Mm. They're making it hard as a fan to get enjoyment from it because you're like, wait a minute. Can't, can't keep playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me right now, John Jones is starting to look, just with this performance, It just it's just starting to look like a little bit stale. As brilliant as he was. You know, he won every
0: round. Yeah. Every round yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, easy. yeah, yeah.
1: He was dominant, yeah. He won every round easy. I don't know whether tiago santos and johnny walker and this next generation of light heavies that are coming through i don't know whether they're able to motivate john to stay on this course and plus listen i fucking i beat demetrius johnson with a big stick for years until he got beat over the same reason you are the dominant light heavyweight of this of any generation the best light heavyweight the sport's ever seen in my opinion Drugs or no drugs, John Jones is the best natural athlete the sport's ever seen, the best Miss Martial artist the sport's ever seen. However, his legacy now will be defined by what he does next. If he stays at light heavyweight and he beats Thiago Santos and he beats Johnny Walker, great, brilliant. But compared to what you've already done in this weight division... Yeah, yeah, yeah i.e. two wins over... So um, what you're Comey. saying is he's
0: in danger of becoming a Demetrius Johnson.
1: Exactly. So Just beating for, the
0: best of this at uh, uh, 205. Go and challenge yourself. Go and, go exactly. and, take, yourself, push yourself. Go and take yourself out go of the, this water. Your yeah, go yeah. and define your legacy. Go
1: and define... Go and do the one thing Anderson Silva couldn't do. Go and the one, do the one thing Judge St-Pierre has done.
0: And be a multi-weight world champion. Be a
1: multi-weight world champion now. Okay. Go and prove a point. And I think the reason... The way he does that is by going and fighting DC. Now, for all his fuck-ups along the way... It looks like DC is definitely going to get the Brock Lesnar fight. That's what Dana keeps reiterating.
0: Definitely going to be Brock Lesnar. The thing is, DC will call it a day after that. That DC fight will not be there for Jon Jones. No. I don't think think it will. But the
1: heavyweight division will be there for Jon Jones. And heavyweight, he can sweep up a heavyweight. Jon Jones beats DC a heavyweight tomorrow. I truly believe that. I think think Jon Jones now is the... Jon Jones, listen, again, let's park the fact that he's a drug cheat. Jon Jones is the best (laughs) fighter in MMA today. He is. If if John Jones is active, then no one better. However, do I think he you know by that I mean because of the size of him. Technically, I think right now there's guys who are performing better than him. Mm-hmm. Max Holloway's doing better than John Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Knuckles is performing better. Amanda Nunes, you know the three that I love. Yeah, yeah. They're the three for me right now that are absolutely in tune. John Jones has looked better than this. John Jones can be better than this, but John Jones to get to back where he was three or four years ago, John Jones has got to get active, and I don't think being active at light heavyweight will, for me, put him pound for pound above the three I've just mentioned because of the standard of the competition in terms of yes, Thiago Santos and yes, fucking Johnny Walker are super exciting guys. Mm. But they're also very limited, very novice guys, very raw guys. Whereas if we move over to heavyweight and goes right, either fight me, D.C., or fuck off, whatever. Now line up the heavyweights. All he is line up, and watch me steam all the Warriors because that's what will bring out the best in John Jones. Now Anthony Smith ain't gonna bring out the best in John Jones, and I want to see how John Jones can be. I want to see how good he can be. Is he is he still the fighter he once was? I need them to be pushed to the next level. I want him to be my Muhammad Ali of MMA. Fair but point. to do that, he needs tests.
0: Uh, regarding uh, the co event for the uh, welterweight crown, I'll be honest shock with you. Shocked me, man. Massive shock. Do I, me, I, I went online and I uh, I said, all the betting favourites at UFC 235, I can't see any major upsets. The only one um, that I can see is Pedro Munoz against uh, Cody Garbrandt. I didn't see that. Did you not? No. I'll, I'll come to that in a moment. <clears throat> but I thought Woodley would just be too smart, too clever, too powerful, um for Kamaru Usman but fair play even though it wasn't the sexiest of fights and if I'm introducing boredom. Yeah if I'm introducing a, a new fight fan to mixed martial arts it's not the fight that Stay I'm going to watch you
1: yeah.
0: but I'm watching that fight still captivated because of what Kamara Usman was doing because I didn't expect it no. I didn't expect him I didn't expect a world title challenger to be what many would class as one of the best welterweights that we've ever had mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to smash him for five rounds. Five rounds. He yeah. didn't win a round in Woodley. No. He absolutely dominated him. Unbelievable. It's one of the best challenger performances I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it
1: is because it was the manner of it as well. Because people don't do that to Tyron Woodley. You know, Tyron Woodley is a fucking high level wrestler. You know, he was a triple A fucking guy. He's, he's legit as fuck. And that's his, his whole his whole reign is built on the fact that. You can't out-wrestle a guy. You can't dictate where the fight goes with this guy because he's so strong and so explosive. And the caveat to that is if he clicks it on the... If you cocks it on the chin, you're going out. Mm. And that's what Woodley has built his entire career on. You can't out-grapple me. You can't tell me where the fight's going and I can catch you. The difference was Usman was able to out-grapple him, was able to tell you where the fight went. No one's ever done that to Woodley before. Mm. And whether that's Woodley... To say Woodley's getting old would be a slight on Kamaru Usman because Woodley looked in fucking terrific nick to right. me. And when he fought, down till in Dallas, I was like, fucking Woodley's at the peak of his powers right now. And yep. that's why I didn't give Usman much of a chance because I was like, you can't out-grapple Woodley. So at some stage, it's going to be a fight. And in a stand-up fight, Tyron Woodley beats Kamaru Usman all day. But the problem, the difference is Usman's, I just didn't realize how high level his grappling is now. There's two fucking elements of that in the fact that, one, kudos to Usman. My God, no wonder he's called the Nigerian Nightmare. He is a nightmare. He's, he's kind of like a welterweight version of Khabib. Mm. One of them guys that you just do not want to fight because he's not going to give you a chance. You throw a punch, you throw a kink, he's, kick, he's inside and he gets older and then you're getting ragdolled. Pressure's unbelievable, Yeah, you're just getting ragdolled. There's nothing you can fucking do about it. And... Um, but it's not sexy to watch, man. But the problem is, this is the way the sport is going. When you're bringing in guys like Ben Askin, when you're getting guys like Kamari Usman dominating and winning and Khabib. titles like you this. Mentioned Khabib's when Khabib's fucking ragdolling Conor McGregor, you know, the, these are the style... This is the style of fighting that the UFC rid itself of six, seven years ago when it got rid of the likes of John Fitch and shit like that because fans were booing. Mm. People weren't appreciating mm. it. Now, don't get me wrong. John Fitch was a bit more of a leg humper. Usman, at times it's a fine line between you're dominating the fight on the ground, holding Woodley down and dominating him at points. It's a fine line between it gets boring to watch as a fan or Usman's being patient and has got such a great base that he's waiting for Woodley to make a mistake to be able to capitalise on the mistake. It's boring though. Exactly. This is not... Fighting like this, this type of fighting style, this Askren, Usman, Khabib fighting style, this is not what has made the UFC such a huge attraction worldwide. Johnny Walker fights like that. Exactly. Performances like that. But the problem is the more we give... Ben Askren could well fucking do that to everybody in the welterweight division and we'll have a leg humper as welterweight champion. Mm. People will switch off. Mm -hmm. People will stop watching. Is ben, is ben Askren the best fighter in £170? Sorry, let's say, is Kamaru Usman the best fighter at £170 on the planet? Absolutely not. Is he the best grappler on the planet? He fucking could well be. Mm. But this is... That's what I mean. You've got to be careful. Like One caveat of mixed martial arts, one doesn't dominate the whole of mixed martial arts. Now, I'll be honest, watching that back, the Askren fight especially against Robbie Lawler, I'm thinking... Well, we'll come on to the details of the fight, but I'm thinking... Ben Askren, for me, is fringe top 10 welterweight. Even after that type of performance, I'm thinking you've got nothing in the stand-up game whatsoever. Someone who's a bit sharper, a bit more elusive, a bit more powerful than Ben Askren smokes you to bits, so I'm not worried about him. Usman, for me, could lock this division down for a long time because all he's got to do is just get inside your strikes. If he gets inside you and gets you on the ground... Because of his positional play, because his hips are so heavy, because he p- places himself so well, he can just fucking dry hump you for twenty five minutes all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is not what I want to watch.
0: It's a shame because he's a nice kid, isn't it? Kamaru's a lovely lad. Um, speaks really, really well. Comes across great. But it's it's got to transcend in the octagon. You've got to you've got to excite us. That's the thing that gets you going first of all, isn't it? And it was boring. The yeah. fight was boring. And to be fair, I've never watched the kamaru Wozman fight and no. gone, "Wow." No. Apart apart from the chess match that I saw at the weekend, I was enthralled for different reasons other than being on the edge of my seat going, this guy's amazing, I need to see more of this guy. I'm not excited about him taking on Colby Covington, for example, because Colby Covington comes from that base as well. And I think it'll be, a, again, another chess match.
1: Yeah, I think that fight happens next. Well, it is. I mean, yeah. I think
0: um, there were a few reporters, obviously, on in the early hours of Sunday morning when I got up and having a little bit of a nosy through social media, were saying that Colby Covington has been told that he, he will be fighting for the world title next, so it will be him against uh, Kamaru husband. Yeah. I don't think that'll be the sexiest of fights. I really don't. No.
1: Well, that'll be the first. It's all about, in America, these these events, certainly these, these big numbered events are all about pay-per-view. And that'll be the first event that absolutely flatlines since Demetrius Johnson, because fans just won't buy into it. And listen, at the end of the day, UFC's a business. It's all about making superstars, putting bums on seats. You know, Jon Jones drove the sales of this. That's why you know, Tyron Woodley can't necessarily sell a big show on his own. Darren Till sold that big show. It's all about unearthing these superstars. Kamaru Usman versus Kobe Covington. As much as a dick as Kobe is, as much as people want to see him lose. That's it, though. That flatlines as a pay-per-view.
0: Do you think? because I think it, it does, yeah. I think he's played a blinder this week. I've seen loads of people 100%. Th- on social media saying, look at this knobhead, look at this knobhead. And I'm going... Look at you commenting on it. Yeah, yeah, That's the whole
1: point. He's not daft. Walking around Vegas. He is not daft. to see Dana while he was playing card. Dana Mate. was
0: pissed as well, man. Yes. He is not daft. He knows full well that he's, for some reason, he's pissed everybody off. His name's... He should have been fighting for the world title at the weekend against uh, Tyron Woodley. Yep. He wasn't. He's parading with his fake belt. He knows what he's doing. He's gone full WWE heel. That's what he's done. Yep. And now he's got himself a shot against uh, Kamaru Usman. So fair play to him. I think... He's got that, I think people will want to see him knocked out because he's such a dick. People will want to see him get knocked out. So I think- That they, might drive it, sales. I think it will drive sales because they want to see him knocked out. Kamaru Usman's not the right guy though. No. I think if it's Tyron Woodley against Colby Covington, yeah. I think it'll do mad numbers. And for what? And, then, and Tyron Woodley, you'd probably get a little bit of love because everybody want to see him knock yeah. Colby out.
1: Yeah, or even till. Till Covington would do good numbers. Yeah, yeah. But Usman versus Covington, fuck, that's that's never the main event. That that's just never ever the main event. Certainly not for the pay-per-view, because it would just absolutely flatline. That would have to be a Five
0: Co-Main. rounds. Five rounds of absolute on the deck. Yeah. I could
1: I could probably see that co main in July on the uh, you know on a on a or later in the autumn on on a Conor McGregor main card or something like that. Hmm. Because Just just purely because those two guys don't do anything in terms of sales whatsoever.
0: Mm. Let's talk Askren. <laughs>
1: <Fucking> <laughs> hell. He's coming to
0: London, mate. We're meeting him in two weeks. Fuck's sake. Lads, I'm like, listen, I'm looking forward to meeting him. Same. I'll have a chat with him. We'll get him on the show. We'll have a right or crack with him because he wants the winner of Till versus Vidal. I think he's a fucking nutter for wanting that because both of those dudes could knock him the fuck out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like fair, Robbie, play to fair play win, fair play win for chasing me, it.
0: Robbie Lawler practically knocked him out at the weekend. For me, it's got ha-
1: the rematch has got to happen. Fuck Ben Askren saying I'm going to come to London. I want the winner of this and all that. Ben Askren doesn't decide how this division plays out, and he certainly doesn't decide how his UFC career plays out either. For me, Robbie Lawler was robbed of a victory. He was robbed of a performance
0: there. You know, well hang on, hang on, right? One. What, what what are you saying? Robbed of a victory? What? He didn't knock him out. Well, he, he, suvi- he survived that early onslaught which when, was he was, mad. when he was put on his head. Herb ep- should have stopped that. Do you think? I thought Herb should have stopped that, yeah. What, when he was taking the shot? He was fucking out
1: when when Lawler was just wading in. After he slammed him and then was just punching him in the face, Askren He was out. He looked out, he wasn't out. He looked as, he looked as out as Robbie looked out no, when he stopped the fight. I'm not having that. 100%. Man. No. At one point, Asker he, on he got back to his feet. He got back to his With his arms by both sides Like a having crucifix. It. Nah, man. And fucking Robbie Lawler's wading in on his face. Listen, I'm glad it wasn't stopped because, in hindsight, Askren was able to fight on. But at the time, I was like, fucking hell, when you stop that hip? Jesus Christ, you're going to get Ben Askren killed. And then Ben Askren, the stoppage itself... Let's be honest. That wasn't even a choke. That was fucking getting some kid in a headlock in junior school when you were a kid. Where you just get them a headlock around the fuck fo- and you just squeeze the forehead. That wasn't even a fucking choke. That was bullshit. That was a headlock. Did all right. Literally had Robbie Lawler in a headlock. Did Robbie Lawler
0: respond well enough to Herb Dean because he asked him? He said, "Are you all right?" Okay. Did he respond? What, where was the headlock? Yeah, it wasn't under the. It wasn't no. on the on the neck. It was around, he wasn't on the blood. It wasn't yeah, on it. It was around his head. So it was around his ears. It was around his jaw. It, it was, was w- around his
1: fucking head. So Laurel might not have been able to even hear what Herb Dean was saying. Anyway, he touched him though. He tapped him. But but as as Robbie's arm comes down, because <clears throat> Rogan's like, oh, that arm's gone dead. He did go dead. But then watch a split second later when it becomes a fist, like he's pushing off, off his ground. It becomes a, his hand drops like that and then it becomes a fist straight Wait, away why,
0: why, why are you damaging my fucking, fucking upholstery What's so weird? A point. It, it's
1: weird because I feel like I'm I'm chief of the fucking I hate Ben Askren fan club
0: <laughs> there we and, go and the real there is he is I am there he is. I am because
1: I think he's shit and I think he's so overrated Ben Askren I just don't get it and it's his personality kind of greets I can't on me.
0: wait for him to be on the show in two weeks. going to be His personality kind of Here's Nick. He loves you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just think Ben Ben Askren for me, we were talking about earlier, about grapplers dominating the sport and fucking souring MMA for my enjoyment, personally. Ben Askren's captain of the ship of who the fuck wants to watch you fight club. Now, this was only made... A, don't get me wrong... I was so, this fight was fucking super exciting because mm. Laura slammed them, almost knocked them out. Askren got him my headlock. Like, Herb Dean fucked up. I mm-hmm. had all the ingredients to come away going, oh my God, that was entertaining. Mm-hmm. But right here, right now, what you're telling me Robbie Laura doesn't deserve a 100% absolute rematch with Ben Askren right now? Did I say that?
0: I never said that. You told my fucking Ben Askren coming to London to fight the winner of no, that's what, no, ben, as- that, that's what ben Askren wants to do. Fuck Ben Askren. <laughs> that's what Ben Askren wants to do. Now, as high, now that we know all the all the information from the fight, yep. Robbie Lawler was not out, and Robbie Lawler deserves a rematch. Absolutely. Gosh. At the time, what I was doing is defending Herb Dean because of the position that he was at and everything that he did at that particular moment. I'm sat here in my living room watching that fight, going, Robbie's gone. He's out. And for him to call it at that point, I had no problem. And then obviously Robbie bounces straight back up. Of course he does. And you think to yourself, oh, he wasn't out. Yeah. But at that split second, I can't blame him. I can't blame her, Dean, for what, for what he did at that particular moment. Because I would, I probably would have made the exact same call. Yeah, I. I um, he was wrong. I, he was wrong. Yeah, but yeah. But I would have made the same
1: call. I just think someone of Herb's ability and experience, and I know he's had, you know, he's not the referee he once was. Um, but I just think he would, he should realize what position Robbie Lawler's in. The type of, again, wasn't a choke, headlock that Ben Askren had on. He should have enough about him to be able to fucking no more than us, basically, and go. Yeah. Well, he's clearly not out. He's clearly fucking Joe Rogan thought he was out,
0: it and was, he it, knows it, a lot. It, it,
1: was, it was the manner of the way that hand dropped. Yeah. But when you look at it, the hands reach right round onto pe- Ben Askren's ear almost. Pe- pe- people can't see
0: you doing what you're doing I right know, now. yeah,
1: but what I mean is it's right right round his ear like this. So when that becomes an uncomfortable position, his arm drops to the cap, but then becomes a fist straight away. I don't know, listen, all this happens in a split
0: moment and it's, Of course, it, it's and an he had to make that call right there. You do, yeah. I thought he was out.
1: But my point is, why is he so eager to stop the fight at that moment when seconds before Ben Askren was defenseless taking punches to the face? He wasn't. He wasn't as eager to stop the fight then when Ben Askren was getting wailed on in the face. Yeah, but maybe he as li- soon as he gets put in a headlock, <laughs> he, he looks to stop the fight. And maybe he liked him getting wailed on. Maybe he like watching so. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think. You know, you talk about referees being consistent in that moment, and I just don't think Herb Dean was as consistent in giving Ben Askren the, the, Robbie Lola, Lola, the, benefit the same now. kind of opportunity all right, all right. that he gave Ben Askren seconds earlier. Okay. That's what pissed me off about it. 100% has got to be a rematch. And that, no, it's it, no, buts- no, no, babies.
0: no. It pissed you off because Askren won. That's what pissed you <laughs> it off did about a bit it.
1: because I want him to get fucking exposed did because I, I just don't rank him as a fighter. I think he's he's it's, it's, it's all bullshit. He is what he is. He's a wrestler. That is it. He's a wrestler. Sports moved on.
0: This is mixed martial arts. This is not wrestling. You just want him filled in. I don't want it to move backwards. You just want him filled in. You want him to fight Till and you want Till to fill him in, don't you? That's what you want. Mm um cody i know that you listen to the show every now and again you dip in with a little bit of social media interaction and you know that i love you all right but for fuck's sake mate keep your left hand up when you're throwing right-handed bombs that's three on the spin now three on the spin you're an emotional fighter you get caught you get caught up in the emotion of the fight why did you make those decisions i understand that there was a headbutt in there and it might have just frazzled your brain for a moment or two but the elite you're the fucking former world champion The elite go on a little bit of a trot, don't they? Get on your toes, go for a little bit of a spin, get your head clear, and then get back on your game plan. You should have absolutely won that fight comfortably because of the elite-level stand-up game that you've got. You're faster than him, you're quicker than him, you're more accurate than him, but because you decided to go toe-to-toe and throw a fucking caution to the wind, don't get me wrong, it was an extremely exciting fight to watch, my friend. That's why you're getting chinned. That is why you're getting chinned, and that is why, at the start of all this, going into the fights... I pick that as the potential ups ups, upset upset because he does fight an emotion. He does like lose his head in in there. He's not the calmest of guys. Yeah, I didn't see this coming at all, man. At all. Munoz is on a decent street, mate. No,
1: no, he's, he's had a couple of decent wins, but he's nowhere near this level. But
0: he, be, he can whack, and he can take it. He can
1: take a dig. I know he can take a dig. Listen, I, I've known Pedro Munoz a long time. I remember back when I was a fighters only commissioning a series. We used to do like a a, a training guide at the back of the magazine. So every every 12 months or so I commission a load of photographs of sequences of moves and Kenny Johnson was our wrestling guy. He was like our in-house wrestling coach. And Kenny Johnson's assistant for all the photographs was always Pedro Munoz. So I know I know Munoz personally, I know his background is more wrestling, grappling. And that's why coming into this fight, I was thinking you you've had a couple of good wins, you'll yeah. fancy it, you'll get caught in a, in a in a in a street fight with Cody Garbrandt, and you'll get smoked because that's Cody's world. But then Cody winging these big hooks in. I'm like, throw a straight punch down the pipe. What the fuck? But he, you're right. He gets hit, and it's like he just sees red. Yeah, you know. And this brings me back to the whole team alpha male thing. Now, like the the, the 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 whole team just seems to be in disarray. You know, since the since uh, Justin Bushaltz moved on as coach, then prior to that, um, fucking what's his name, Dwayne Ludwig moved yeah, on as coach. Yeah, yeah. They just don't seem to have this. Thing there at the moment where uh, that heads. guy's the coach, that guy's this, that guy's all that. Right. You know, it still baffles me why Uriah Faber hasn't gone, I own this team, I'm going to be the head coach, I'm going to be the main guy. Now, I know Uriah, Uriah has all kinds of shit going on outside of MMA as well, but it's his team, he owns it. And Cody Garbrandt's suffering from the fact that, for me, there isn't a figurehead guy at that gym anymore going, right, Cody, we're going to work on this because you've just lost your world title. You've just lost a big rematch, the rematch for your world yeah, title. Yeah. And now you've just been smoked again. You seem to have gone backwards. Now you're starting to go, ah, oh, well, maybe his chin's gone. His chin's gone. He's about fucking 24. How can yeah. his chin be gone? His chin ain't gone. His chin isn't gone. He's just fighting
0: wrong. He's yeah, seeing yeah.
1: red mist. He's and getting the,
0: hurt. And, and the problem is, trying to is, punch his way out. The problem is now, all the great things that he does. I mean, this is a kid that was on an 11-0 win streak yeah. before uh, he ran into TJ. The, all the great things that he does, the gr- he, the things that we love him, school Dominic right. Cruz, well, all, all the things billions? that we love him for, right? He's in now danger of becoming shot shy. Yeah. Because think of what's happened to him. He's been smoked three times. Mm-hmm. You're telling me the next time he goes in there, he's not going to be thinking about that. He's not going to be going. I, I can't I be. I can't be doing this, and I can't be doing that. You, you don't want co- him to lose being confidence reluctant. in your chin. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, not. You just lose confidence in. The things that are getting you caught, and the things that are getting in court is actually his strength. he has got a massive right hand, and if he's reluctant on shooting that where, where's the other strengths where where is he mm-hmm. That's the main power for me that's that's the main thing when I think Cody garbrand's got a, he's got a massive dig with his right hand yeah if he's not if he's reluctant to pull it now because if he does throw it, he's worried about Get getting counseled. caught on the mm-hmm. counter, then what is Cody garbrand mm-hmm
1: He's in a weird place right now, and as I say, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me if um, if we see him leave Team Alpha Male. And I'm, I'm not one for leaving coaches or whatever, or mm. leaving gyms. But I know he, you know previously he spoke about being well settled there. But I just think right now Cody Garbrandt needs a new look, man. He needs he needs something different. He needs to change up his game, and he needs someone that's going to give him a bit more of a game plan and getting in. It. Listen, for all I know, they might have had an amazing game plan. The problem is when he gets tagged, the red mist comes down. You can't have that. The report's so weak. That at this level. The
0: report's so weak is that it's the most relaxed that they've seen. Him. That's why when I originally thought that Munoz might catch him, I kind of ch- going in it on the Friday. I was thinking, all right, then. People are telling me that Cody's in a good frame of mind. He's relaxed. He's, it, it seemed to it that he'd taken the emotion out of the fight. With TJ, he was so emotionally invested in the fight, wasn't he? Hence yeah. what happened. So I thought, all right, if he's not fighting any emotion, he wins the fight comfortably. But then that headbutt happens. And it is a headbutt. He does get he does get stung by it. Yeah. He then just goes, "Oh fuck it!" He throws the baby out with the bathwater. Let's go. He thinks to yeah. yourself, "Well, hang on a minute. Just get on your get on your trotters for a bit. Run round the ring. You've got f- you've got another two rounds after this, son. Yeah. Chill." Again, to bring it back to Pedro Munoz, though,
1: it's like a massive win for him. Yeah, of course, huge put win. Him right in the frame. Huge win. But look at his career. I, talk, I spoke about him then being with Kenny Johnson for years, the training out of LA with um, with Rafael Cadero and all that. He's now moved. He's gone over to ATT in Florida. Yeah. He switched his camp over. And then in the aftermath, he was saying, you know, been sparring professional boxers, world champion boxers. Yeah, so yeah. he's rounding his game out. He worked with Kenny Johnson, one of the best wrestling coaches in all of MMA. He worked there for years. Mm. Was with Rafael Cadeiro working on his Mai Tai. Now he's switched to the other coast of America to work with professional boxing and to get that whole element of, of, of the amazing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, ATT and everything else. He's rounding his game out. Mm. Cody just suddenly now, you look around and go, oh, you're one dimensional as fuck. Not only that, when you get hit, you just revert to type. When you get hit, you just dig your, dig your toes into the street canvas fight, yeah. and street fight. And you can't do that. And it, that performance against Dominic Cruz when he won the title just feels like a million miles away now. Mm. A million miles away. Mm. Seems like a different kid.
0: Yeah, it does. Um, Other highlights, by the way, from uh, the weekend. I know we've mentioned Munoz Garbrand. If you've not seen these things, I'm going to keep doing this on a regular basis because I know it's the early hours of the morning, so you might not necessarily stay up to watch some of this stuff. And if you're a new fan to Mixed Martial Arts, I want you to get across it. Munoz Garbrand, go and watch it. Uh, First round, it all ends in there. Um, Obviously, Johnny Walker beating uh, Misha Serkin 36 seconds. It's a quick one for you. Uh, Go and watch Sanchez Goal. Diego, <laughs> Diego Sanchez, Sanchez man. man. He is fucking unreal, isn't he? How long is he gonna keep He's going mental. for? How He's absolutely he? mental. How old is he? It's about 56. He yeah, isn't he? <laughs> Great finish, though, man.
1: Mate, unbelievable. And you know what? Mickey Gall these these kids are seeing Diego Sanchez as taking like goods. Yeah,
0: it's like a gatekeeper too. Yeah, him, man. You're like, being you know propelled.
1: what? I can I can beat a guy who won the Ultimate Fighter season one. I can <laughs> fucking claim this. But Diego Sanchez just keeps rocking up. He's got a dad bod now, Annie. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know he's got his fucking little belly hanging over his pants. But listen, Diego, we're all in the same boat, son. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that ain't no slight on you. The fact that you're rocking up looking like someone's dad and yet beating the shit out of these young guys gives us all hope. That's it, man. And I love it. I love the fact that Diego Sanchez is literally a fucking boatload of sandwiches short of a picnic. He's got issues, Annie. He? He's yeah. a fucking mentalist. He's always had mental issues, but he's absolutely <laughs> off as rocker. He is, you know. When Rogan was talking to him afterwards, saying, "You know what comes next," he was like, well, "You know, I'm just wanna, I'm looking for holistic. I want to extend my life and all this." And you're like, "Diego, you is you're the absolute mentalist." But you know what? He's still doing it. Mm-hmm. Like 15 years in the game, 15 years in the octagon, whatever it is, and he's still doing it. Still doing it in style as well. And there's a lot to learn there, especially for these young guys like Mickey Gold that You know they. The jiu-jitsu black belts and they're striking, they're finishing people and they fancy themselves and they're doing interviews saying, I'm the future, I'm going to do this. And then they get in with a veteran like Diego Sanchez, who literally just exposes every single problem they've got in their game. Diego Sanchez exposes. He must be worth his weight in gold in Jackson Wink. Must be worth it Because Diego a Sanchez, partner. yeah, 100%. All these young guys that go to Albuquerque to train with, get in Jones, with him, blah, blah, blah. Mate, just go and go and do one round with Diego Sanchez and he will expose everything about your game. Is he he's like a he's like an old stallion in a in a he's like Mr. horse racing yard. In a horse racing yard, yeah. They keep old horses that are like two or three years past retirement. And they they like teachers, and what they do is the young bucks that they the young horses that are coming through that they hope are going to win races and all that. They get them to run every day alongside these old guys and jump fences with them and all this stuff, and it teaches the young horse how to behave and teaches the young horse. Oh, that's how you do it. It's it's weird. And Diego Sanchez is like that. He's like the old stallion in fucking Jackson Wink. Honestly, the guy is worth his weight in gold in the sport, and it's amazing to see him still win because listen. This is Diego Sanchez's life now. You know we don't want to see him t- t- crazy talk of him being pushed towards a world title shot or any shit like that. We don't need that. We just want to see him travel the world, fighting the UFC, which is he loves to do, and fight these young guys that are coming through and fucking you know veteran them. Is he a, is he a modern day UFC journeyman? Maybe he is. Mm. Maybe he's the sign of what's to come.
0: Would you, regarding uh, the, the most annoying people in the UFC, would you go along with Kobe Covington being number one? No. Right, I've got one for you. Number two. Do you know who's number one? If Henry you, Sajudo. You've written the fucking same name down as me, right? Henry Mate. I fucking hate him, you know. He's turning up to the opening of a fucking envelope, that bastard. <laughs> Mate, stay in your own house. Why have you got to go to every event and get on camera? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Isn't it? Since he's become he's champ, a proper beauty. Mate, since he's become champ, he's, he's everywhere. He's <sighs> like going, Henry Sajudo's here, they better you. And you're thinking, Henry, fucking give it a rest. Yeah, we yeah. saw you in Australia. We're now seeing you in Vegas. So been, if you're in London, right, shit's going to get real. <laughs> I'm going to tell him. If he's on if he, I bet you can. Hey, t- Sajudo, fuck off. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> Why are you everywhere? Chill the fuck out and give he's somebody else some
1: time. He is a dick, like, an absolute dick. What is he doing? I don't know. I wish he'd fuck off.
0: <laughs> he's nothing better to do. Get to the fights, go and sit ringside. Hey, guys, I'm the champ. I'm surprised he's not there with belt on. You know I what know. I mean? Just sat ringside.
1: Exactly. Do you know what's funny as well? Mm. We're a couple of months into 2019 now, and by the end of this year, Nigeria could be one of the most powerful nations in MMA.
0: Oh, they've got to do a UFC show there. They have to.
1: You know, you've got, you're have got you about to have Adesanya fight for the interim belt. Yeah. You've got Nganu on the fucking comeback trail, big style in the heavyweight division. You could end the year with three UFC champions with Nigerian roots, which is mental. Uh, listen, th- this market that we're in, that's a, it's a mayor, obviously, even though they've never done a show in Africa. But the demand now to do a show in Africa, it's more specifically, to do a show in Nigeria must be absolutely fucking mental. Kamari Usman, top of the bill. Adesanya on there, Nganu on there. Holy fuck. Talk about sweeper nation. It's exciting
0: shit, man. He's is, he's is, is he not Cameroonian? Ngannou, African anyway. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So so you've got uh, Adesanya. You definitely got Nigerian yeah. roots. You've got um, obviously the boy at the weekend, Kamara Usman. Yeah. But they have to do a UFC Africa shot, don't they? They have to do something in order to uh, to care for that market. You would because, think like so you said, because, because right are... now
1: you can pounce on it. Right now the opportunity is right there to just fucking jump all over it and mm. and, and to cap as, as you say, first guy with with African-Nigerian roots yeah, yeah. to win
0: a UFC championship belt. And you'd think Adesanya's going to be in... Well, he's going to be fighting for the interim belt. That's been announced.
1: He, he'll beat...
0: He'll Gastelum. beat
1: uh, Calvin Gastelum,
0: yeah. But will he beat Bobby Knuckles? How, are you, fight, how are you going to judge that? What a fight! Yeah, but how are you going to judge that? Impartially, yeah. as always, Adam. Yeah. It's, you like know me. it's like your wife against your girlfriend. You now you are going to do that? Impartially, as always. <laughs> Uh, This weekend, by the way, uh, there are a few heavyweights knocking about. I'm just having a little bit of a nosy down the card at Kansas. Uh, Lewis, uh, the big black beast, taking on uh, Dos Santos uh, this weekend. I don't know how I feel about this. Regarding the heavyweight mix at this moment in time, can you see see any of these two getting themselves back in towards the mix? Well, there's no mix, though, is there? Because with...
1: um Daniel Cormier hanging around waiting for Brock Lesnar to get cleared to, to yeah. fight again. There is no heavyweight mix. There is no heavyweight division. The heavyweight division is just completely stagnant. So fights like this are pretty much irrelevant because regardless of who wins here, Derek Lewis has just lost the DC, so he ain't going straight back in any time. Mm. The Sanyos has had a couple of wins, but do we want to see the Sanyos going with DC? I love the way Not you do that. I
0: love the way you do that. You go to Sanyos rather than Dos Santos. The Sanyos. De Santos.
1: The Sanyos.
0: It's the Santos. Dos Santos is fighting in the heavyweight division. Dos Santos is a welterweight, isn't he?
1: Dos Santos? <laughs> Dos Santos?
0: Junior? Yes,
1: that one, rather than Rafael, I'm in no rush to see Junior Dos Santos take on fucking Daniel Cormier. I'm in no rush to see no, Derek same. Lewis. No, so same, same. It, it does feel like a little bit like the heavyweight division's just kind of yeah.
0: pottering along for no reason whatsoever. On this card at the weekend, your mate's fighting, isn't he? Uh, Tim Botch. Is he... Uh, Tim Boach. Yeah. He's not my mate. Yeah, he is. is. Tim Boach, my mate. Because I thought you were a big fan of people with dad bods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah, a big yeah. fan of that.
1: Tim Boach, man. I didn't even know you were still fighting until I looked at this card. Mm. It's a weird card, this
0: one. It a is a weird game. card. It's not one that we would sit here now no. and go crazy and say, you've got to stay up and you've got to watch X, Y, and Z. Listen, no. keep an eye on our social media feed on Sunday. Because
1: something fucking mental. Something crazy
0: will happen and we'll tell you what it is. Rather than you waste your time staying up for it, we'll, we'll throw it your way.
1: Yeah, there's not a lot on there. Does the, anything grab you? The co events interesting. That Zaleski de Santos against Curtis Millen. they both those guys are on solid runs in the UFC. It's a good crossroads fight for them, and I think the winner comes out of it potentially with a ranking as well.
0: Um, Listen, we're just treading water for London, aren't we? Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. Yeah, this is this is very much a treading water card. So there's not a lot on there that jumps out the page. I've got to be honest with you. Ben Rothwell probably gets some kind of submission on there. But
0: there you go, Ben's on there as well. Isn't yeah. It? Man. Um, I booked you in for uh, um, an Askren interview, uh, yes. UFC Fight Week. Great. Uh, we'll get that sorted for get you, me a,
1: Get me a uh, what's-his-name fucking interview as well with a little flyweight bitch, suzudo Get me a suzudo interview
0: Can you imagine? I'll do both at once. Nick sits down with suzudo and Askren. Oh, mate, that would be YouTube gold. Fucking boring, I know that. We missed them last week.
1: Would you see my boy Fishy bounce back with a big win?
0: I did, mate, Yeah,
1: man. The fish gold is alive and well. Everyone's been doubting this kid since he lost on his debut in Canada, but I'm telling you now, he's not a two-time cage warrior champion for nothing. Kids it was a
0: nice little interview that you jeered. did on uh, outside of a skip, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kudos yeah. to the cameramen yeah, for yeah. not
1: letting on the fact that we were in the worst spot possible. Get, to do an get yourself on
0: our YouTube. Um, was it was at the Cage Warriors event, was it? Cage Warriors did the week. So Nick yeah. caught away Chris Fishgold and uh, interviewed him outside of a dumpster. So yeah, there you exactly. go. You can have a little bit. There's of one there. with
1: Molly McCann knocking around somewhere as well. I'll have to get that posted this week uh, in the build-up before. We go to London, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, but it's all about London right now, isn't it? All about London. You know, all about. Two you weeks there. away from fucking March the sixteenth. Did you see the BT Sport promo with Till? What gorilla? do you think of it? I know that you're going to be buzzing Ooh! for it. Ooh-hoo! I thought it was fucking Did brilliant. You? Did you? You weren't into
0: it? I thought it was all right. I was into it, man. I of course think. you were, because it's fucking as scouse as it comes. You're all over it, it aren't is, you? Yeah. Going, Bray. Exactly. No, I thought it was brilliant. I, I like, brilliant. I like that the focus is him, all him. Of course. Yeah, but it could be Masvidal
1: as well. Ah, fuck Masvidal. (laughs) Listen, this show is happening in London on March the 16th because of Darren Till. Not because of anybody else. Not because Leon Edwards is fighting Gunnar Nelson. Not because of any other reason that Darren Till is a star. And he's probably the UK's only marketable star to this level. That's the only reason why Darren Till is headlining this card. So, listen, Ben Askren, whoever, come over. Come over and see what it's like. Come and see the true new champ. We're back, man. Can't
0: wait. Are we doing Neil Diamond or is he going back to the gorilla?
1: Uh, No, I think he's definitely going to stick with Neil Diamond. You can't go back to Genesis now, can you? can't go back to Phil Collins. Not after that moment in Liverpool. It's Mm. too good a moment.
0: Uh, There you go. Thank you very much for listening to us. You can subscribe to us via iTunes. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. Our website is fightdisciples.com if you need an Android feed or a bit of Spotify or Google Play or whatever it may be that you... uh, Uh, consume your podcasts on. You can get our social media at Fight Disciples, Facebook and Twitter. Please follow those sites because we'll keep you up to date with Fight Sports throughout the course of the week. And we're on Instagram at The Fight Disciples. We'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.